That Blues, Royal Blue family, you got Harry, you got Charlie, you got George now, George Hewitt in the midfield. How good are they looking? Burden stood up, Martin might kick the goal, kicks, rolls it through, Blues back in front. Cottrell, long one, Mackay in good marking shape, Motlock ground level, got his second in the quarter. Fisher gets another look at it and misses, no! Chera sweeps a handball forward. Can they finish? Grips from 52. Over the top. And bounces it through. Doherty. He's almost within range. He goes long. Monstrous. He's been the story of the season. The Blues are back, baby. G'day Blue Baggers and welcome to the Blues Footy Podcast. Your host Jed Zetzer here alongside my co-host Harrison Hymans. Bolt, welcome. How are we? I'm good mate, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Another win and we move. Two in a row? Yes we do. Uh, A fantastic result to get a W in this league where if you've watched any footy this weekend you would know that anyone can beat anyone, Bolt. North coming off a win over Frio over there, go down to Hawthorne. You know, we see the Bulldogs, they go down to St Kilda last week, they beat Brisbane this week. On the flip side, Brisbane pumped Melbourne last week, they then lose to the Bulldogs this week. Anyone can beat anyone, really, and I think that the fact that we haven't lost is just very, very positive. Even Adelaide beating Port, you know, it's... And Gold Coast beating the Cats. Like, anyone can beat anyone, and I think that being one of three undefeated teams is uh we're in a fantastic position it's a very even competition it's tough um and yet yeah, to come away from the first three weeks where we played two really highly credentialed sides to start and then we had a trip on the road so to get through those first three weeks you know largely unscathed is a pretty good result mm. and yeah and we move we've got you know we've obviously got a big month coming up with four clubs that we would expect to get wins against Realistically, we don't know if we will beat all four, but we can really set up our season here. It just feels like we're flying a little bit under the radar across the league. We're not creating the media waves like we did this time last year when we we're 3-0. and So, And that's good because I guess it's somewhat expected that the boys are going to be somewhat near the top half of the ladder. So, But yeah, it was a great... Well, you know, look, the, the performance in Western Sydney was dire. It was ugly. But the result was great. And those results... You know, you look back on that at the end of the year and it's just, it's just, you got to bank those four points. We were so off our game. We were dirty. We were it just, it was a really tough, it was exhausting to watch actually. But, you know, those wins on the road are character building. Mate, good teams win ugly. The good teams win when you don't play well. And uh, I think for a club like us, really for the last, huh, you know, I want to say more than this, but at least for the last 10 years, we only win when we play like our best. Yeah, so, exactly. And so it, now to win, to start winning games and we're actually not playing well, it's it's a new world for us. No, you're spot on. Um, that has been a thing. We have, we've always had to play, you know, above our ability to win games. Yeah. And there was a period no, from right. 2015 through till really last year yeah, where yeah. it would literally take our best to just win a game for sure it's a good point um, which is why it is yeah, it's it's a it's a growth win it just shows where we are as a football club that we can still you know grind out games when we're not on but yeah. uh yeah i mean you were there bolt yeah. i i couldn't go down i had a wedding um so i was up the coast for the weekend but yeah. you were over there what was actually the- had a couple people ask where you were Really? Yeah, I did. <laughs> well, very nice. Who'd you who'd you bump into there? Just oh, a lot just, of yeah, just a couple of people at you know at the bar and at the game. It was love it. It was love good it. stuff. Um, talk to me. What was the atmosphere like? The vibe? Oh, the atmosphere. Felt like I was at a glorified Auskick game. Well, <laughs> no, firstly, but, but firstly, it, it's the that Western Sydney ground, Giant Stadium. They host the Easter show every year around this time and it's obviously Easter this coming week so it was all the like merry go there was a merry go round there was a Ferris wheel they had the whole carnival outside the ground really and even inside the ground you would have seen behind the goals 
to the left of screen would have been. There was the big dirt pit where mm. the Easter show is. It was a bit odd. You know, the stand was brought back. It wasn't brought forward. There was dirt around the perimeter. It was just a bit weird. There was just a lot going on outside the ground. Now, talk to me about the crowd because I don't know if you remember, we used to host games at like... We, we hosted Frio once at the Gold Coast Stadium. Yeah. Yep. Where it was like... It was a Carlton home game, but it was away from home. Yep. On the TV, it looked like the crowd was 80% navy blue. Yeah, it would have been. Well, the entire wing, outer wing was navy blue. Mm. Um, and then the corporates were obviously third generation Giants fans. <laughs> um, but no, it was it would have been like 70% Carlton, I reckon. It was, I, I, it mate, was, yeah, it was Carlton. Like listening, when, it, when we'd kick a goal, the crowd was loud. When they'd kick a goal, the crowd yeah. wasn't loud. And it, it's weird because like, you know, we've been to Western Sydney together before and it's we've just- We've been twice. Yeah. And we've been the last two times we've played there. Yeah. 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 We, yeah. And it's just odd. It's just, you you know, you wonder why players, you know, aren't drawn to stay Greater Western Sydney. Well, like, they're playing in just, like, and I always say it when we leave Metricon or when we leave the Gold Coast as well, I say the same comment. Like, imagine going to one of those games where it's like GWS versus Port Adelaide at Western <laughs> Sydney. Like, imagine though. Because we get, at least get a bit of noise when Carlton are there because we travel well. There's Carlton fans all around the country. But imagine when it's like Giants Port. What it about be, Giants Gold Coast, mate? Oh, well, that's strategically in Canberra this year. <laughs> but imagine, like, it, it would just be grim. Like, the silence is deafening. It's bizarre. It's, yeah, th- those two interstate trips are weird up on the Gold Coast in Western Sydney, but... No, the atmosphere was good. The boys were pretty noisy. It was, there was a bit of tension. But they are the growing the Giants. Yeah. Yeah. I think their fan base is growing. Yeah. Um, person by person. They actually, inside the ground, $2 for a bucket of hot chips. That's like way cheaper than here. You should have seen the queue. <laughs> I can only imagine. Individual player analysis, Bolt. Let's get straight yes. into it. And uh, we're going to start with the back line and we're going to start with one man because this guy, he deserves some credit. And uh, wowee, this... I mean, I think we can go as far as saying this could be his the best match of his career. Yeah. Well, it's definitely his best in Navy Blue. Um, Nick Ms. Newman. Mr. Seinfeld, Nick Newman. He was... He was wow. He played an extraordinary game. Um, it was actually, it couldn't have been better if he tried. I actually said, I actually said during the afternoon when I got to Sydney, it was actually pouring with rain and I thought, hmm, maybe they're going to drop Pittenet. And I was thinking, I, I actually wouldn't mind seeing, you know, because Plowman had a really good record on Toby Green last year. Twice he beat him. So I thought maybe they could bring in Plowman for Pittenet and, you know, just free the smalls up a little bit more, a bit more defensive cover, but they went with Newman and Newman was superb. It was the lowest disposal tally Toby Green has ever recorded in the AFL. Five disposals. Kicked his goal really late in the um, in the game. And Newman went the other way beautifully. His kicking was superb. I think he took 11 marks across the half-back line. He just, he absolutely killed Green. And, you know, with GWS, a lot of the time is... A lot of the time, it's if you beat Green, you beat the Giants. And Newman had a huge say in that. So, he, he was exceptional. I actually thought he was our best player on the day. He was superb. Well, you mentioned his kicking. I mean, he went at 87% efficiency for his 24 disposals. He had 11 marks, five score involvements, four tackles, five rebound 50s. I mean, you know, he's start, you don't even need to look at the stats because really his... Job on green alone was good enough, but the fact that he went the other way, it's just, yeah, I really do think that that was probably his best performance for Carlton. Also, sorry, 88% disposal efficiency, 460 meters gained. He was just fantastic. And he had the fourth most meters gained for the team behind literally two guys that had 50 disposals each and Saad, who probably tops that category most weeks. So the drive coming out was huge as well for us in a game where, you know, the Giants would put a lot of numbers behind the ball in a game where, you know, we sometimes struggled with creativity. We actually looked really dangerous when we used the corridor. Mm. We'll touch on that later because it was, it was a clear instigator in that, which we'll touch on. But Newman was fabulous. The Doc. Dockity was really good. He was actually one of the more instrumental players as well in that corridor use. He owned the corridor for a while. He actually played on the ball for probably the last quarter and a half. 
Um, was attending centre bounces. He, I'm not sure what how many centre bounces he actually. Well, there weren't many goals scored. I guess later yeah, on, five. Fair, and there weren't that many goals scored, so there weren't many opportunities for that. But he, yeah, he was getting his hands dirty. It was definitely his best game of the season. I thought Doherty. He was a little bit errant with the ball, but he, you know, when you're going to have it 68 times, it, you know, you're going to make turnovers. But he was fabulous. It was a, it was very good. Doherty kicked a huge goal as well. Just want to say his goal against Richmond was massive from 60 out. And his goal against the Giants yesterday from 60 out was massive as well. 39 disposals, 10 marks. Um, that is just all you need to say. But he also had 10 score involvements. He had Huge. 21 pressure acts, 517 metres gained. And then he went both ways, four inside 50s four, uh, and three rebound 50s. So no, he, was just, very, he was very good in opening the game up for us, Doherty. Yeah. No, it was fantastic. Uh Adam Saad. Oh, just wonderful again. Wonderful. It was probably one of his cleaner games of the year as well, because he's been a little bit rash early on, but he was just brilliant. Once again, in a very dour contest, he was giving us a bit of flair off halfback. He was getting things done. I actually saw him lose a one-on-one. You know, when he, when there's those instances where he's got the closing speed coming, you think he'll get there? Mm. He didn't get there, which was a bit odd. So he's human. Yes. But no, he was After he was very human. good. He was I, I thought he was in our top few as well in the day. He played a very good game, Sadi. He's so reliable, mate. He just doesn't do anything wrong. He's just no. so reliable and just consistent. Yeah, no, he's he's so consistent. Just brilliant. Yeah, he's such a weapon. Um going through the rest of our back line before we get to the talls, Gov. What do you think of Gov? Yeah, McGovern was good. I thought McGovern... Yep. I, I thought that was probably his best game of the year. Yep, I'd agree with that. Um, you no. know, you look at Riccardi, kick two, but McGovern was quite um, level-headed, I thought. Yes. Like... <laughs> it's a good way of putting it. He's made... It, I thought McGovern was fantastic in round one, but he made some doozies. He did. Whereas he was just very... He made one doozy. He had a kick coming out of yep. the defensive 50. I'm sure you know the kick where he just like poked at it, went 15 meters. Against Richmond. No, no, against oh, the weekend. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Just that pokey kick, yeah, which, yeah. which was... I didn't know what he was doing. Other than that, level-headed, great performance. Yeah, no, it was good. Um, let's get to the talls. Yes. Youngy weeders. I didn't see much of Lewis Young on the day, to be honest, which isn't a bad thing. Um, you know who's actually shit? I actually think I said it to you during the week when we caught up. Harry Himmelberg is shit. He is. He can't play forward. I'm not joking. I think it's stiff to say shit. As a forward, as in he had a great second half of the year in the back line last year. I was going to say, I think he'd be one of the best intercepting defenders in the game. He provides nothing ahead of the ball. Nothing. He's shocking. Should be playing in the back line. He really should be. Well, I I would say it again. I think he's one of the best intercepting yeah, defenders he, in the comp. He was awesome last. Awesome. They, they're playing the dome up forward, and it yes. doesn't make any sense. I know. Um. Got to watch Jake Buckley in their back line. He's, but, you know, he went all right. He, mate. I think his family was sitting like a row or two behind us because I've never seen people more excited over <laughs> Jake Buckley getting the ball. Mate, he's, but, I reckon he's good. He did his knee, didn't he? At one point. He, he, hadn't, he hadn't played for two years. Yeah, I think, I, th- it was. I think he did his knee. No, he did his knee. Yeah, yeah. He was out for a year and then he came back last year and he did his knee in the kneeful or something. Or okay. maybe he played one game or so. I don't know. He'd barely played for two years, so... Fair. Um, I actually rate him. Fair. Well, look, Young was good. Jack, he- not Jake, by the way. We'll give him a bit what of What did I say? Name. Jake. What's his name? Sorry? Jack. Oh, Jack. I also thought it was Jake. But Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, no, good on him. Um, no, nah, yeah, Young was very solid. Weedering was good. He made it. He was a bit iffy. He made a couple of weird decisions with the ball weedering, which is a bit unweedering like But, um... Overall basis, they probably both took the chocolates on Hogan and, you know, whether it was Riccardi or Himmelberg down there. So, can't be too upset. They actually got out the back a bit, a lot, GWS, which was a bit frustrating. They really caught us out. You know, Kelly was huge in that as well. So, you know, Hogan and Riccardi got a lot of their goals just, you know, flying out the back. But, you know, they, 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 were, they were fine, the two big fellas. Um, Moo, how was he? Cowan? Cowan, yes, it was probably his best game as well for us. You know what I thought? I was thinking about Cowan a lot before we did this pod just because I'm trying to understand him as a player. 
And I think, firstly, when you say it was his best game, I agree. He was neat. He was actually yep. very neat. Yep. Um, but I think looking at Lockie Cowan, I think we know what we're going to get from him as a player this year. We know that he's going to be tough to beat in a contest. He's going to throw his body on the line. And we know he's got that, like, grunt in him. Yeah. He's going to get as, better. As he develops as a player, we're just simply going to see more of that. I don't think he's necessarily going to become this insane defensive player. I just think we're going to see more of what we're already seeing. It's as yeah. simple as that. Like, no, that's good. Because the signs are there early. He's he's doing yeah. good things. We're just going to see more of it as the years go on. No, it's good. He, he was much better on the weekend. Yeah. No, I, I, I think he... And let's be honest, he's comfortably now in the 22. I think when Marchbank yep. comes back, that's yeah. the guy who will probably take his spot if Marchbank has a couple good weeks in a row in the VFL and yep. Cowan maybe has an off week. I think that's fair. But I think we're probably not getting... Look, Marchbank had a terrific last month of last year. He I think we, we do forget he was... Oh, no, he did. He was fantastic. But would it be making a world of difference if we had Marchbank no. over Cowan? Probably not. It wouldn't. Um, so, yeah, he's been fantastic and it's a good leeway to go that's all the defenders by the way yep i think good leeway into the midfield for another fellow first year player who is the exact same as cowan in that he's showing us what he's capable of and as time goes on we're just going to see him do more of it i think ollie hollands is i think he's a steel bolt a pick what what pick do we get him at 14 or 15 I was say 11 sorry 11 whatever it was like i think he's if you look at who's played in this year's draft class, he's probably top five, I'd say. Yeah, and look, at the end of the day, we're at a, our list is at a point where if we go and draft superstars, great bonus. We're in the business now. We've got out. We've got superstars. You can never have too many stars, but we want mm. best twenty-two players, and he is a clear best twenty-two player. Ollie mm. Hollands went at ninety-two percent. No, he was very good. He was. Like, ve- I th- I th- he was very good. Hollands. He's hard at it. 22 pressure acts for a wingman. Given, yeah, no, that given, is absolutely... He's a pretty scrawny kid and he really has a crack. He, he was very good. He actually played a really good game. Does not shy away from a contest No, he doesn't. All. He, he's, he's playing well and he, he's, he's in that team and, you know, and we can speak about him in the same breath because he played two and a half quarters. O'Brien came on and O'Brien was terrible. And I like Lockie, but he was terrible. And Hol- Holland's at this point in time is straights ahead of O'Brien. It's Holland's spot. I understand the... We've got a pretty clear 23. Like, it, it's clear. And I think that they need to send O'Brien to the VFL so he can play. The guy hasn't played in... Well, I think he played, well, no, he, I think he, he played one game in against the VFL. Jamal, yeah. And, and then he, he virtually played on, the, you know, on Saturday for us. He played two and a half quarters. Yeah. He, he was terrible. He made this one huge error but in mate, the third I, quarter. I'm not surprised at that because how can you no, expect the guy... Like, what's Lockie O'Brien best known for? He's kicking. Look what he kicked at. No, I know, I know. He's forty-three percent. It's ridiculous. He was, he he was, he was terrible. Yeah, and he he needs to be better by foot. Obviously, that's his number one attribute. But I think he needs to go to the twos and have some consistency. And I I just don't. This is where you know what. This is where I think the sub rule kills players. No, no, because Lockie, if Lockie O'Brien is good enough. He would take that spot. He would play for us. And at the end of the day, I don't want to sound like I'm being really harsh, but I care more about the state of our club than the state of Lockie O'Brien's playing career. And, you know, someone has to be the sub. And, you know, that was Lockie O'Brien's job on the weekend again. He came on, was used as the sub, and was terrible. He's not, so he shouldn't I, be I, the sub, though. He's not an no, impact player. I, I, I agree he shouldn't be the sub, but the point is he got two and a half quarters under his belt. Mm. So he got two thirds of a game and was... Not very good. Mm. We'll see how he goes. He'll probably be the sub again next week. Uh, I'm not sure if he'll be in the 23. I'm not sure. We'll wait and see. Um, Akers on the other wing. Akers was good. He was good. Can't complain with Akers' game. He ac- he actually... It was the kick of the season. It mm. was the kick of the season. First quarter... The broadcast side. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. This kick, I think it hit Owies in the goal square. He didn't move an inch. Owies didn't move. Acres just saw that GWS committed too far ahead of the ball. He didn't move. It yeah. was the kick of the season. It, it was take your pick, Kerno Owies. It literally fell into Owies' lap. 
The yeah. kick was outstanding. I loved it. Akers, no, Akers was pretty good. Didn't reach the lofty heights of the Geelong game, but he- I played, thought he was very good, Bob. No, he was. 21, 86% efficiency. He had five marks, you know, 518 meters gained. He had a stack of pressure acts, inside 50s, rebound 50s, three each. He was, this was just the perfect wing game. You know, yep. that's what we just want from our wingmen. We don't, we're, they're not, they're not going to be flashy superstars. No, 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 no. No, no wings are in the comp really. Like, I think it's fair to say Gaff is probably, in terms of like a flashy superstar on the wing, in the last... 15 years gaff has probably been the one you see yeah like side bottom and of course side bottom those guys yeah. no no you look it doesn't matter he's playing the wing really well he hurt his shoulder early going back for that spoil in the first quarter he went off he played out the game and he just got he was a, week. a little bit battered and he just got suspended well offered a week by the mro pathetic in my opinion so i think it's fair i don't i don't know what he was meant to do in that situation tackle yeah you're meant to tackle you're told not to bump don't do he it dispose of the ball like, you can't tackle after he's disposed of the ball. He would have given away a free kick. Well, then give away the free kick. Don't bump. I think I think the message is pretty clear. Don't do it. And he got him high and he puts himself at risk. I thought it was either going to be... I think it's fair that it was careless and it's obviously fair that it was high contact. It's just... a They'll take it to the tribunal and it's just a matter for the, if the impact is low or medium. I thought it could go either way. Um, so, I'm not surprised he got a week given they graded it as medium impact. We'll take it to the tribunal, try and grade it as low impact. He'll hopefully get a fine. And look, even, and look, maybe that maybe his shoulder's not worth taking it to the tribunal anyway. Mm. So, there's always that thought with so Akers. Then, so, then O'Brien will play. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I understand the suspension. Just I, I th- The message is there. Don't bump. Don't put yourself in that situation. Just tackle. Let's go zip through the rest of these guys. Thoughts on Chera's game? No, he was fine. He was good. He's having a good season. Like, yeah, I agree. Consistent. 20, yep. 28 on the weekend. Um, he's just a good player. Like, he's great. He's not... He's not... I'll be honest with you. He's probably not as good as what I thought he would be. But he's also, you know, he's 23 years old. He's going to be a yeah. lot... When he's 25, 26... He's going to be double the player he's, he no, is he's, now. He's good. He had but 15 contested possessions as well. He, no, no. He's, I, he's going fine. He's he's very good. You, you can just see everything's there. Eventually, he's going to have a season where he actually just explodes. Yeah, I don't disagree. And I thought that might be this year. He's had a very good start to the year. So he I, could still explode this year. For sure. Because he, he hasn't been playing anywhere near as best and he's still been great chera doesn't worry me in the slightest oh no no, no. i'm just yeah. no no, no just I, worth I the discussion um and i like that he's i like that he's an attacking minded midfielder yeah no he's he's going really well I, i've been very impressed with him 86 percent efficiency as well for his 28 disposals uh george how is george wearing the the glove the, the, glove, the yes. guard on his hand brought out his inner quinton lynch georgie <laughs> um george was all right which let's be honest have you ever tried to kick a ball with a glove on? Can't say I have. You should do that. It's not easy. Like, it's it's yeah. actually extremely difficult. So, yeah. George only had eight kicks. He had 12 handballs. But, like, it's almost an avoid kicking at all costs. That's how difficult yeah. it is to kick with a glove on. Well, it is so hard. There was one kick in the last quarter. The seat next to the poor seat next to me copped a slap. When he was trying to hit up Mackay and just turns it over, bang up the other end. Uh, mate, it, was- it is so hard to click, kick with a glove on. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. But Georgie, Georgie was all right. He was, he was good. He was solid. Um, I think it was a lesser game for him, only 20. Yeah, no, yeah. But still played well and he had an impact. Um, we're leaving the best till last, obviously. So before we get to that man. Ed Kerno. Ed um, thoughts? Oh, not much. Well, they essentially took him out of the middle by the end of the game. Um, and they put Doherty in there. He just didn't offer much, Kerno. He... Yeah. Difficult day for him, but yes. Difficult day. Um, well, this man. I think we've been waiting for this. Cause, the skipper. Because he had a good first two weeks. Yeah. I think we said he was brilliant against Richmond and he was good against Geelong, but... We've been waiting for this 42 disposal masterclass from 
the Charles Brownlow medalist, Patrick Cripps. Uh, he was great. 11 score involvements. Two weeks in a row that Cripps had 30 pressure acts bolt. Mm, no, he, he was ex- exceptional. 13 clearances. Uh, it was one-way traffic out of the middle. Six inside 50s. Um, yeah, look. Look, we'll get the bad out of the way. There were a couple of times where he was a bit messy going forward, where he'd just kick it to <clears> nobody going forward inside 50. But otherwise, his clearance game was as good as it can get. Out of the middle, lots of one-twos with Mr. Pittenet as well, just feeding off the other midfielders. He was just absolutely brilliant. Put us on his back all game. He, he set us up greatly in the first half. Ended very well. What do you have? Was it 42? 42 disposal. He was just... Yeah. He was absolutely sensational. He was. It was a Brownlow medalist game. And, yeah, it was, it was a huge one by the captain. Have you seen the vision of him at quarter time giving the boys a Well, bit of a- I'm glad you brought... I was about to bring it up. And uh, that is what I like to see. It's as simple as that. I want to see that grunt. And, you know, there's a lot of different opinions on how you best handle, I guess, you know, being a captain, speaking to a group... I trust Patrick Cripps 100%, and if he felt that that was necessary, I absolutely love that he did it. The thing I like about it is, I think we're either... I think we're a goal down or a goal up a quarter time, so the scoreboard wasn't too much of a worry, but you could just tell we weren't quite there, and I like the fact that they had picked up on that. They'd realised that we weren't actually playing great, even though the scoreboard wouldn't have reflected that, so it's a bit of a kick up the backside for them, which I appreciated that they... Obviously, as a group internally, it acknowledged it just wasn't on. Yeah, they they would have known that they didn't yeah. rock up. So, um, look, did it end up doing anything? Not sure, but I like that he did it. I think that's the mids bolt. Yeah, well, the two ruckmen. Yes. Well, I want to ask you, what were your thoughts on the ruckmen? Because I actually thought that they both played pretty well. I know that, you know, we said it's funny because we, you know, review... we reviewed the match in general and you know you said that you didn't think we played well and it was dirty and whatever but we've actually heaped the praises on most of our players and i think that the ruckman were they were both great you know they were fine <laughs> they were fine you don't like giving them much credit to no, you they were fine like yeah they were great <laughs> for their standards but- well that's what i'm they they were like no, look, I'll tell you what their hit outs their hit out to advantage numbers were very very pleasing, which is obviously why you know Cripps and Doherty and these guys were getting first hands on the footy, so they were very good in that regard. They're playing a lot better footy than they were last year. I completely agree with that. Like a lot better. I completely agree. Um, yeah, I think I think that's no, just no, no, why they're, it's, they're, they're, it's... their ruck work was much better. It was, yeah, it was was much better on the weekend. It's something it's I like about. I'm, I'm just waiting for the two ruckmen playing together to. To kill us. It's it's going to happen. There's going to be a game where it's going to be like a... Or we can just sub them off. Mm. Um, but, you know, we had such ascendancy in the middle that you couldn't. Even if always hadn't gone off, you wouldn't have taken either of them off. Something about DeConning. I think he's he's still not very clean in the air. Like, I'd like to see... He's, he's sort of... His hands are a bit like brick walls. He doesn't... What's that say? Is it brick you know, wall? Concrete hands. Conc- sorry, concrete, where he doesn't really stick the marks. But... His follow-up game is brilliant. He's a pressure player now. He's, he is. He's added that to his game. I agree with that. He tackles and he throws his body around, I which agree. is something that he's never done before. I've always so, said show a bit of presence at a stoppage, which he definitely has improved in his game. Yeah, and just around the ground. Like, if he's in the contest, he just throws his body at it. So, that's what I like to see. And, yeah, Pittenet was just... Pittenet gelled quite well with the midfield. So, that was, was nice. I'm telling you, him and Cripps were just bouncing off each other. Yeah, no, he was good. And Pittenet usually has quite a few clearances. He had four. So, good on him. Uh, the forwards bolt. I want to get straight into one play here. Go on. There was a lot of talk during the week. Uh, John Ralph, great man, great journo, one of the better ones. But he had an opinion which I personally didn't agree with. And that was about Jack Silvani. And he said that it would be a calamity if Carlton lost Tom DeConning. And he questioned whether Carlton can keep both Silvani and DeConning, whether we can keep them both in the cap. And he said he just thinks Silvani might be on his way at the end of the year or something along the lines of that. I don't, I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was 
His comments were in regards to Jack Silvani's future and the possibility of him leaving Carlton and the fact that he had a slow start to the year. Mm. Jack Silvani was absolutely outstanding yesterday. He was our clear best player in the first quarter, I thought. He was just fantastic. And I couldn't be happier for him. A lot of players can take a leaf out of his book in terms of his, you know, heart and soul. He's a heart and soul player. He throws his body on the line. And he's a good player at the end of the day. And I would be absolutely mortified if he moved clubs. So let's just put that one to bed. Nine score involvements, nine marks. You know, he had 19 disposals, kicked a goal. I just thought this was just a great performance. Well, I touched on it earlier. We had that corridor dominance and he was the man. He owned the corridor. Jack Silvani was the perfect outlet. He opened up all different types of channels for us. He was exceptional. Yeah. Played a very, very good game, Silvani. Um, he was that, you know, when we speak about it, he's always been that link between D50 and in, and attacking 50, and he just played it perfectly. He really helped us, you know, open up the game a bit. He owned the corridor, Silvani. He actually was just dominant there. They couldn't really go with him. So, it was a huge response from being subbed off the week before. Yeah. And once again, let's not talk about the possibility. Of no, he'll going. be right. Charles. Charles, well, look, I actually thought he was quite good. It was a tough game for the forwards. You know, I it was, he was like, very the good. ball was yeah, no, I thought he was could quite could have not could have, should have kicked five. You know, he missed a couple of sodas which don't sodas, go down. Sodas, mate. Which don't go down well in my book. But um obviously kicked the clutch one at the end to put Had the seven, game out of reach. Seventeen touches. No, he was good. He, he took seven marks in tough conditions, but probably his room for bigger output from Charlie but how about his first goal yeah, I just we, we speak about it that's his goal that, yeah. that's his that it's is his move that is his move the yeah. wheel around and he just yeah he loves he it he slices the ball through the air yeah, he no. wheels around and just slices it yeah it's two in two weeks in that regard for Charlie but you know, he just he, knows how to kick that he does he just stands up when we need him to you know which is so, you know, he kicked that goal literally on half time and the second one was literally on full time. Mm. So he just knows when to insert himself in a game. You know, he's got obviously greater levels to go to than that, but he was fine. He was good. Uh, H. Oh, he's officially in a rut, Herschel. <laughs> he was terrible. He was absolutely shocking on the weekend. And, he, and to be quite frank, he's had a really poor start to the year. He's. Set shot kicking is now, it's becoming a bit of a joke. And it's not the fact that he snaps instead of drop punts. It's the fact he's not even kicking the snaps anymore. He's just, he's really struggling. Um, Dear Herschel, I think he only took one mark inside 50 for the game. He's just, he just had a really dirty afternoon in Western Sydney. But there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. Ask me why. Why? Well, we've got North Melbourne at Marvel this week. (laughs) Under the roof, beautiful conditions, and Griffin Logue has been suspended, which means with his brother not being available, Aidan Bonner will walk back into the North Melbourne team. Now, Aidan Bonner, dear old Aidan, played against us in round seven last year. He was a late in. It was great news. So, they've got a decision to make, North Melbourne, and I hope they send... I hope they send um, Aiden Core to Charlie Kerno. I'm not sure if they will, because he's probably more suited to Herschel. But if that Bonner guy is playing on Herschel, he'll just play him back into form. He could kick like nine on Bonner. <laughs> and now I don't want to go early on that, but Aiden Bonner is going to be in for a really tough day at the office. It's so sip. He's just, I want to know what's doing with him. He's not a he's fullback. He's so bad. Because he's not a defender. Oh, he's shocking. He was drafted as a midfielder. Yeah, no, I know. An attacking midfielder who'd play half forward. And for some reason, North think because he's tall that he should be a fullback. Uh, the, well, it's it's Logue, The Griffin Logue suspension's opening doors up here to bring Herschel back into form. Or it's going to spring Charlie to right to the top of the Coleman leaderboard. But M- Mackay has to really pull his finger out. He's playing really poorly at the moment. I just want to say, I thought he was fantastic in the last 10 minutes against Geelong. Took three big plays. I know, he did. He was. He was. But, you know, we're, we're also not scoring a lot of goals at the moment. No, I know that. And that, Harry's a fair. big factor with that as well. Well, we 
our, we haven't kicked 100 points yet this year. No. 58, 90, and 74. Yeah. And you look at, you know, I guess the teams who we are competing against, Collingwood 125, 135 in the first two weeks. You know, Melbourne kicked 134 points today. The Sydney kicked 100. So, like, teams are scoring big and we're not. But you know that when we get our hands on the ball and play our game, we are eventually going to explode. I agree. Well, we are... I think we're 10th in points for this season. So, we'll see how we go. Uh, The rest of our forwards... Well, we've been waiting for the smalls to just explode. And they didn't explode, but they were... They were quite good against Geelong. Yeah, but... I thought. They brought the heat. Firstly, can we speak about Matt Owies? Five yeah. goals in five quarters. Yeah, no, he started the like, game well. If you're getting three goals from Matt Owies one week and two in the next quarter, yep. you can't be getting more from him. No, you can't. Fair to say he would have kicked another one or two for the game if he saw it out. I would have hoped so. And uh, unfortunately, he pinged his hammy, which is... A bit of a recurring theme it's a bit Owies. An, it's a bit annoying, to be honest, that he's injured because he just kicks goals. Like, I don't yes. know I don't know what you think of him as a player, but Not much. I've always said that... He just finds a way to kick goals. No, which is a, it's a great trade to have. No, it's a bit annoying. He was hitting form and he's going to sit out the, probably the next few weeks. So, it's a bit annoying for Owies. Who do you reckon comes in for him? Because I reckon they'll play that that extra small. Yeah, I think it will be um, Jack Martin. You reckon? I do. I don't think so. Oh, I think they will. They love Jack Martin at selection. Well, Josh Honey had five disposals in the VFL yeah. this week. So. Yeah, he's not going to play. They'll play Martin. Mm. I know it's a bit it is a bit of a mm. I think that's who will play Ed Kerno might just go down there depending on Kennedy yeah <clears throat> maybe because that's what they did in round one yeah no depending on Kennedy's available, availability we'll wait and see but uh yeah so always kicks two and then gets injured but got to give him credit he was great in that first quarter Jesse Motlop that, that that's probably his best AFL game yeah, no, he he was good. He played a really, really good game. He was top game. five for us, Bolt. Yeah, no, yeah. No, he was right around the mark. Two goals, 17 disposals. I think 17 disposals could be a career high for him. Maybe. Nine score involvements. He had, you know, five inside 50s. Um, yeah, I really I really rated his game. He made a lot happen. It was definitely his most well-rounded performance of he's the an, year. He's an electric player. You know, he was a very balanced game. He was quite... I can't complain with model up. He played well. And uh, his partner in crime, Mr. Durden. Mr. Durden? Okay, he always brings the heat around a contest, so you can never, you know, disregard that. Six he's all, tackles. You know, he's a very intense player. It's good. Six tackles, 24 pressure acts. Yep. No, he... There's probably still a bit more Durden can, you know, provide, but... You know, they're going well. They've gone well as a group two weeks in a row, those little guys. Well, I mean, if you're getting five goals from the three of them... Yep. And last week, I think we got five yeah, or about six from that. the three. Of them. It's yeah, good. that is what we need. Yep. Uh, and I think that's. No, I'm probably forgetting Fisher. Fisher. Shocking. 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 If Owies wasn't injured, this would probably be the guy that gets dropped. Well, he had no tackles and only eight pressure acts. So shocking. So he's in the team to be a pressure cooker along with the others. Um, and the stats tell me that he didn't apply much pressure. No. But. He, yes, go on. But. Go I on. look here at uh, his heat map. And the heat map suggests he played in the back line. Well, he, he got a lot of his pill up around the ground um, because he couldn't get a kick in the forward line. He had two disposals uh, in I'm, the front half. I'm really not enjoying Zach Fisher at the moment. I'm really not enjoying him at the moment. Um. You know, he's a guy that lifted last year, probably went to a level he hadn't been to before, and he's come back down to that 2021 COVID year where he really pissed me off. He just flashes in and out of games far too frequently. He's just, you know, he has to be that drive going forward. He has to be able to create, and he's just not at the moment. Once again, he'll be saved. He'll play this week, but he really needs to pull. He needs a big game. He really needs a big game. Back he under does the need roof. a big game. He's just Marvel you know, uh, suits him. He plays well there. Yeah, oh, I'm. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. He, he's been. He's had a terrible three weeks. So 
you know, he needs to get better. We will, uh, fingers crossed, he gets better. We know that he's good at Marvel, and uh, I think he'll have a big game against North. Uh, Bolt, that's the 23. Um, yes, that is the 23. A votes from you? Got to go three Newman, two Crips, one, two S Doherty. Yeah, I'm the exact same. I think that's I think they're fair. a very clear top three. Like, daylight. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Just because they probably are the obvious ones. Do you want to chuck your next two for this week only? Four and f- fourth and fifth best players? I'll say Saad and Silvani. I'm going to say Silvani and Motlop. Fair enough. Actually, you know what? Yeah, I will go Motlop, but I feel like... I feel like there's certain players in this team that because we're used to them playing at a certain level that, you know, we just don't appreciate. And, like, let's be honest, Adam Chera would have had a better game than, like, Jesse Motlop. But yeah. I will give Motlop the chockies because he kicked two and he performed his role fantastically. So that is the 23 Analyze Bolt BNF votes. Let's get into Twitter questions. But before we do, actually... I sense that a lot of Twitter questions will be in regards to, well, could be wrong here, maybe not a lot, but I think it'll at least be touched on, is the VFL team. Because uh, it's quite, uh, I actually think it's quite concerning that our VFL team are not playing good football. Not only are they not playing good football, they're actually getting smashed. So they got pumped by seven goals to GWS on the weekend. They only kicked 44 points, five goals, 14. And, uh, Good teams usually have, especially good young teams, usually have very good VFL teams. You look at Melbourne's VFL team last year, they were dominant. You know, Collingwood's VFL team are currently playing very good football. You know, 141 points the first round and 134 this week. Like, the good teams play good footy in their VFL teams and we're not at the moment. So, just wanted to get your thoughts on this. Well, I think it's probably a matter of, without sounding rude, look at the guys playing in the team. Yeah, because I think a lot of their stars, you know, your Boyds and Cottrells and Cunninghams and those types well, of guys are all injured. So I think Cunningham played a half or so in the two. Don't even know if it was as much as a half. He had nine disposals. Um, we'll run through the Carlton list of players. So the VFL boys are actually in the stands at the game. They played at no, no. Giant Stadium no, in, the, in the lead it, in the curtain they were, razor. They were around. Curtain razor. Uh, I said hi to Paddy. <laughs> did you? No. Sincotta had... Uh, See, he has, to, he has to get mentioned once a week. It's the new rule. 34 disposals for Sincotta. Brody Kemp... forgot about him. Yeah. He'll, he'll, no, he'll just, probably just, play. No, you know when you just go through the list of players yeah, and, and I just... Yeah, yeah. forget about someone. Yeah. Brody Kemp had 24 disposals and a goal. Good numbers for Kempy. Yep. Uh, Bins, 22. Love to see it. Plowman had 27, Fogarty had 22, Dow had 23, Carroll had 19 and a goal. Uh, nearly said Parks, he's not on our list anymore. Yeah. Akwe had 13, Murkov had 8 and 33 hitouts. O'Keefe, the young man, he kicked his first goal. He had four disposals and three hitouts. Huge. Cunningham, as we mentioned, had nine. Lemmy had five, didn't kick a goal. Honey had five, didn't kick a goal. Good to see Cunners back out there, Bolt. If he can... Because he'll... There's no doubt. He'll need a month before he comes back. Yeah, at least. Um, If he can get back into the AFL side, like, realistically, I think it's fair to say, you know, you, you, you're you not a fan of the way that Zach Fisher's currently playing. Yeah, yeah. Fisher probably has a month. That's what I was going to say. That's his spot. Fisher has a month before... Cunningham's like, knocking on the door. If Cunningham has a good month... And Fisher doesn't. Yep. They'll, they'll probably make that change. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, but yeah, it is, you know, slightly concerning to see the numbers because they don't read well. Just I, as I a matter of curiosity, how are the Sandy Zebras going in the VFL? Uh, well, they are one and one. They pumped Essendon this week. And in round one, oh, they lost to Southport. 120 to 32. Because so, St Kilda's another team who would have, a, you know, obviously got a very deep injury list. So, a lot of their VFL players would be playing up a level. So, it's just maybe... How about the yeah. Gold Coast VFL team today? How'd Beating, they go? They beat Geelong 182 to 75. Whew. Um, 
Yeah, wow. Gee, Rory, um, Rory Atkins forgot about him. He had 27 and two goals. Jesus. Fiorini. Big numbers. 28 and three. Welcome to the VFL show. This is the Gold Coast VFL show brought to you by Gold Coast. Yes. <laughs> um, no, back to our boys. Yeah, not great. The, the Carlton VFL team have North Melbourne at Arden Street on Good Friday. What time's that? That is at 12.30. Will you be there? No. On a day off? No. Why not? What will you be doing, Bob? Oh, it's a bit of a rush. 12.30, then a 3.20 game at Marvel. That's fair. That is fair. That so is you'll, the you'll reason. Go for the first half. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, let's get to Twitter questions. And uh, this could get interesting. We will very keen to hear what the Blue Baggers' thoughts are on that performance. Let's take a look. First one from Candow. If Akers is out next week, which we have since found out that he is, his likely replacement had a stinker. Do we keep faith in Lobb, or how will the Magnets get shuffled around as there doesn't seem to be anyone pushing for selection in the reserves? It's a great question, because he did have a stinker. Carol's a possibility? Yeah. <clears throat> I think they'll play it safe with O'Brien, but O'Brien could be a very lucky boy. Well, I, I think we're going to take Acres straight to the, you know, to the tribunal. I still think there's pretty good scope for him, you know, for the impact of the hit to be downgraded, and he gets a fine. But I think it will have to be O'Brien. Creative Grit says we are so consistent in being inconsistent. The lads looked like they could just turn up, and it would happen. Is this just us, or do you think we need more time to develop that killer instinct and put these lower teams away? It's a bit of both. We do have a bit of a habit of doing that against, you know, lower-ranked sides where we do kind of think, ah, oh, yeah, you know, we've just been in the reigning premiers. We're now playing the Giants, who just lost to the Eagles, third bottom last year. But we have to understand winning on the road, no matter who you're playing, is a very tough proposition. And, you know, any road win is a good win. And we have to play with that same intensity. You know, in this competition, if you drop off 5, 10, 15%, you're going to get beaten most of the time. They, they've just got... in the next month is so telling. And I, and it does make you nervous because they have to be on no matter who the opposition is. And like, I, like, we actually... We don't have to, but I'd really like to win these next four games because then we've got quite a difficult patch after that. And if we can go in after round seven at 6-1-0, and oh, well, we're in pole position couldn't agree more and I think SC Gav agrees as well and this is a fantastic tweet I would rather learn from these wins than losses these these grubby wins are exactly where leaders are born we are seeing another layout from Cripper, Doc and Newman who all stood up today our younger brigade will only benefit from these games no matter the circumstances will your way to a win 100% and don't tell Brendan Bolton that that you'd rather learn off a (laughs) Hard win than a good loss. Mickey C, are we a middle six team or a top six team with very errant goal kicking? Hmm. I think we're on the brink of those two groups. We're either at the bottom of that top six group or the top of that middle six group. I think we lie somewhere around there at this stage. Would you agree with that? We, I think we probably lie somewhere between... I don't know where we lie, to Yeah, it's, it's weird. I, the comp is so bizarre right now. It is. It like, is. If you it's it's, it's going to even itself out at some point. But when it does, we're going to have... We that, need to be on the right side of the ledger. We do, because we're going to have a favourable draw at that when it does get to that point. Like, look at the ladder. The Very Victorian-dominated at the top, isn't the it? Bottom, the bottom 10 are all on a game except yeah. for Geelong it is a bizarre ladder it's t- and look I don't want to start how do you know we're going to bring it in I'm going there round three LFC's back LFC it's is back, back. I, we're so going hang there. on LFC going LFC has returned officially for yep. 2023 for the first it has, time because I started I actually went to the Melbourne Sydney game at has the there G. been an LFC board meeting there has because I went to the Melbourne Sydney game and I was, as an LFC board member and I was asked who do I want to win and it got me thinking <laughs> it got me thinking well I the actually, return of LFC the ladder football club it got me thinking because I wanted the Swans to win because I thought to myself it's a two game jump on the D's already that's how I was thinking and now you look at the ladder at the end of round three we have a two game gap on ninth and we have a one game gap on fifth 
And all of it, and that and, and an LFC, the terminology we use is breathing space. A two-game gap on ninth. I like it. So LFC's back. It's returned a little bit earlier than we would have thought, <laughs> but that's good. Because it means we're in a position where we're already starting to want to consolidate our spot on the ladder. LFC's back. And, and it makes the rest of the year a bit ding, exhausting. Ding, ding, ding. LFC's back. <laughs> it's well, back in business. No, no, no. It's back. It's back. Because now we can start seeing the ladder take shape. And we have to be there for it to take shape. Love it. So LFC is officially returned. The greatest segment on the show from last year. Let's be honest. Well, it's yeah. great. No, it, it is L- L- LFC. At and do you know what that means? Year, but LFC is taking a bit of a softer approach this year because there's no percentage this year, <laughs> which is obviously a great thing <laughs> off the back of last year's calamity. 0.6 percent. So, and that's why you know we win games where we kick. You know, I, I would have. Absolutely lost my shit if percentage was live in play and we kick nine goals, 20, and we miss out on all this percentage. Mm. Our percentage is pretty crap at the moment. So You you know what LFC returning means? Yeah. It means at the end of this show, we're going to have to go through next round's games and go through who we think we need to win. I'm not sure if we're there yet, but we can have a a gander. (laughs) Well, I'll put it to you this way. We're not going to look at like... Well, we can have a geese. No, we probably will. (laughs) Uh, Anyway... Uh, Navy Blue Bag has said, is it unfair for Lobb to continue playing as the sub, getting minimal game time? It must be hard for him to play good footy without getting consistent time on the park. Maybe a few weeks in the twos is what he needs to get some form back instead of being the sub every week. I agree with that. Yeah. And rather in in the wake of Akers potentially being out this upcoming week, rather than sending him back to the twos to find that form, they might give him that last resort opportunity and start him in the, you know, 22 in place of Acres, they might do that for a bit of lift from him. But yeah, he, he was ter- he was terrible. Jeremy Cruz says, we'll sit fourth, maybe third after this round ends. Good positioning and the ceiling is high for this lot. So LFC is back in business. Yep. Uh, Damien Birmingham says, messy win, but some great efforts. Cripps and Newman the best, but good contributions from the smalls and a, n- a nice bounce back from Sauce too. Still glass half full. If we play that wastefully and still win it, I will take it. Except expect a much more clinical performance on a dry deck on Friday. Yep. Ah, I agree with all the points made there. Uh, Cam Oxford says, so many questions about us at the moment. It makes me sick, but can I just ask this? Why can't we be like Collingwood? Performances. Awesome. Nick Newman and Cripper stood up again. Great composure by Charlie in the end. Hope we're a better side by mid-season. I think we will. I think we're going to really ease our way into this season, which is good. Look, we, we've got some warriors to come back into that team. You know, Walsh and Kennedy are huge, huge additions to make in the next fortnight or so, which will be good. Um, and you know, we've just got to keep playing our right. We've just got to keep banking the wins. It's very simple and cliche, but you know, we we can make our own momentum and we can make our own lucky. And we've won two close games this year. You know, two games that, you know, virtually, you know, we're up in the air with two, three minutes to go. We've held on and won. So, mm. you know, it's a bit of growth. You asked after round one, what have been, what have they been doing all off season? <laughs> and we've, you know, s- seen off the cats and the giants storming home late. So it's good. Adrian Sal says, how do we fix our lapses? It almost seems that when we know that we're a better team than the opposition, we allow them a sniff instead of crushing them. Yep, that's spot on as well. I think it was about 15 points in the first bit of the third quarter and Kerno, Mackay and DeConning all missed set shots. Puts the game out to, you know, four goals and you probably take it from there. You know, it's that goal that almost burst the game open. We just couldn't get it. We And we and then Riccardi kicked a goal near the end of the third quarter and the game's back to single digits again. We just couldn't put our foot through the game. Mm. And... And, but I guess the one positive is even when we do have those lapses, we're not conceding big scores off it. You know, we held up in that third quarter against Richmond as well. You know, we somewhat held up in that last quarter against Geelong and we got one back the other way. So, you know, we're not leaking as much as we used to under the um, the prestiged David Teague days. But we, um, no, it, it is a bit concerning that they do drop off, but we're not getting slammed for it. Nick says, how do we stop the opposition from D50? The Giants marched it down the field for a quarter and a bit without us even touching the footy. They did. We couldn't defend a kick out. You know, these, you know, 
defend that 30 meter kick from the kick out into the back pocket, defend it because territory is everything. And, you know, you just, you know, uncontested marks is a really bad statistic to concede a lot in. And they've just got to be tight from these kickouts. And yeah, the defensive tr- transition, you know, we couldn't cope with at times. And a lot of their scores did come from coming out the back and cutting through our structure. So it was a bit frustrating. Yes, definitely was. And hopefully that's an area of our game that we can improve on. Stephen Patsia says, great banking the W, we move on. Hopefully yep. we can better next week and give it to the Roos. We seem to play better against the better sides and struggle against the weaker teams. Still undefeated, so happy days. Yep, definitely happy days. agree. Joel Schultz says, "Why do all of our tall forwards fly for the pack mark and spoil each other? Surely they can communicate better and have one or two stay down for the crumb. Mm. All of our forwards seem to go for the mark, leaving our opposition defenders free to get the ball outside fifty. You know they do get in each other's way a lot, which is a little bit of a frustration." And, you know, you saw it against Richmond round one. We barely had any presence at the fall of the ball. And yeah, and that's back to the point from a couple of questions ago. You know, the tr- we're struggling to defend those transitions coming out of our own forward line because, you know, we just don't have enough resistance on the ground. But, you know, and, you know, Kerno and Mackay, they, you know, they didn't clunk as many as they usually would on the weekend. You know, Kerno got a bit of it late, but the first three quarters, not much was happening. You know, they weren't taking many marks. They, I think they had one mark between them at halftime inside 50. Mm. So, you know, they also need a, you know, I guess, lift in that regard. Tim's Trading says, We have grown as a group away from home, kicking 20 behinds, game on the line. We finished the game with a win. Previously, that would have been a loss. Yeah. Sometimes you win ugly. We are in the top four with North Melbourne next. Enjoy the season. We should be happy, undefeated. Enjoy the moment. Yep, I know. We're enjoying it. 2-1-0. and uh, There's a couple Fisher questions here. Go on. I have a dream. Says, would dropping fish make us too slow? And Saucer Boy says, what do you think of Fisher's game? I might be overreacting, but I'm honestly worried about him. He hasn't looked like the fish we saw last year. You no, know, he's definitely not overreacting. He he's not. He's been really yucky. Like I can't find a better word to use. And so he's definitely not overreacting. He he needs to be better. And yeah, like we need Fisher to be good because as the, that first point that was made, he does bring that you know personality and that speed to our you know, front half game. So we need him to be, it's just, it's very frustrating. Brady Park says, Jack responded to being subbed really well. Thought he competed in the air game and took some strong and timely marks. What was the most frustrating, sorry, was that the most frustrating win you can remember? Didn't enjoy watching it at any stage of the game. Take the points and burn the tape. Yep, I completely agree. I did not enjoy it one bit. Being at the game, I didn't enjoy the afternoon. It was exhausting. It was it was gross, but an interstate win is always good. Um, Darren Hodge, what changes would you make? I'd like to see Cowan given a rest. Three tough games to start the year and travel. We should manage him next week against the Roos. Walsh back in. Holland's a rest the week after. Got to look after these kids. Kemp is also pushing hard too. Yep, that's fair. Well, I guess we can lead it into the team changes for Good Friday. Yes, just before we do, um, there's a couple undefeated in three, both this season and last. Which do you think is better? This is from Jimmy Faz, by the way, the great man. Great I feel question. like on the on the eye, last season felt better, but are we now actually seeing maturity in the group and the coaches' box? I feel like the tweaks have got us these results. It's a great question. Well, the Giants win was almost better to grind out that win rather than that Hawthorne win in round three last year where we were 10 goals up and won by a point. Because if that game goes for another three minutes, we don't win. Whereas the Giants game, I'm not necessarily sure that happens if the game goes for another three minutes because it's just an arm wrestle the whole game. Mm. And we're just keeping them at bay. Whereas Hawthorne will just under complete attack and we're just waiting for the siren. So I actually think he's right. The Giants win was way more mature, even though we never got to the lofty standards of the first half against Hawthorne last year, you know, as an overall product. So, yeah, no, this this year's first three rounds as a whole, we played some very exciting footy at the start of last year. We did against Richmond and the Bulldogs, but we have become a bit stingier in the back line, mm. which I'll say it again, to win the flag, you've got to be in the top three or four points against. 
So I think the foundations are being set. I think it's I, I think it's positive. Team changes, Bolt. Team changes. Well, we'll do it on the basis that Acres is out. Mm. I think it sounds like Kennedy will be available. So I, I he thi- was a big out. He was. Need him back. No, we do. Um. Well, I think in terms of the twenty-three, I think it could just be Kennedy for Acres. And then whether they play O'Brien in the 22 is another question. Or Oiz is out as well. Hmm. Well, we'll do it in terms of the 22 then. I think I, I think it could be Kennedy and O'Brien for... Acres and Oiz. Acres and Oiz. Maybe it'll be Martin. Martin couldn't come straight. Could they play Fisher on a wing? Yeah, I'd like to see it. Well, maybe that, you know, that's not a bad thought. They may be... Bring in Martin and Kennedy for Acres and Oes, and Fisher goes to a wing. We get another body in the midfield in Kennedy. Martin can play that forward. Do we role. even know how long Martin's out? Yeah, for? No, they said last week that he'd be should be available for round four. They said that. Yep. Okay, so he'll play. Yeah, or he should be available. Okay. So I, th- I think the team change in Kennedy. Do you think he should be okay? I hope he's okay. You'd hope so. Um, and then, yeah, then we're just, I guess, sitting here waiting for Walsh as well, which should be in the next couple of weeks, Hearing hopefully. some whispers. Yeah. Seen a couple of people on Twitter say that he'll play VFL this week. Be interesting. Well, maybe I will go to Arden Street. Well, you'd assume he won't play more than a half. No, so maybe it might work well. Could work well. Uh, hmm. I think that's all, Bolt, for this week. Yeah, well, we've got a big game. Every game's big in this competition. We've got Friday afternoon lights on North Melbourne's big day out. This is their game, the Kangas. I was going to say, every game's big. You look at the climate of this league. We went through it before. Anyone is beating anyone. Like, it is crazy. The Saints beating the Dogs for them, the Dogs to beat Brisbane. You know, Port beating Brisbane, but then they lose to Adelaide. Brisbane pumping Melbourne, but then they lose to Bulldogs. It's it's yep. a it's a bizarre league. North yep. Melbourne and Hawthorne and all these teams are just it's a bizarre league. So really, winning is fantastic. Well, they, full stop. Well, well they, this game against North Melbourne is as big as any because it's a game we have to win. And yeah, we we'll lose know. to North. It's it is travesty. Yeah, it's, it's it'll, a disaster. It'll be, it'll be a shocking result. But you know, I back us in. Yeah, I do as well. Um, we got the marquee fixture, the Good yep. Friday, obviously, all for a good cause as well. The game, get around um, it. Yes, definitely on the, get on around the public it. Public holiday as well. We'll um, be there. You know, it'll be interesting Friday afternoon. Um, yeah, I'm keen to get. I think it'll be quite a good crowd as well at Marvel. Should it's, be. Yeah, and no, I'm expecting a good crowd. Definitely well, would have been probably a little bit more. You know, better if it was the three and O kangaroos. Mm. But um, they had a tough loss Clarko in is going to be seething. That's all right. Seething. Would not have wanted to lose to Sam Mitchell no. and Hawthorne. No, he wouldn't seething. have. Seething. Yes. They are going to come out like a house on fire. That's all right. We just need to extinguish that no, house. That's fine. It's, you know, we just, we, we got to go to, we had a, we had a six and one record at Marvel last year. We, we, we played the ground really well, the quick deck. So we've, just got to go back, you know, to Marvel and do it. And we move on to Gather Round. We're going to do something very quick to end the show. Yep. It's the LFC segment. Yes. And I'm just going to zip through each game and you just need to tell the followers of LFC who LFC want to win. So, Brisbane Collingwood. Well, I haven't decided yet. If LFC is in line for the four or the eight, <laughs> but given what happened last year, f- no, nah, I'll tell you what, we look at the eight until the eight's locked in. Yes. And then we look up. I think so that's what we have to do. That's, after what, last that's, year. that's what we do. Um, so on that basis for LFC, I think we might be black and white, but <laughs> it might be a game for LFC, which we don't barrack for. I agree. We, we can't that. get around the pies, but I think in terms of the ladder, you know, we could get a really big jump on the lines. As here. in, if Collingwood win and we win, we're two and a half games ahead of Brisbane. Yeah, that's a that's a gap. Like, you'd rather be that. Yeah. 
Uh, so, yes, I think I agree there. North, obviously, and us. Then Adelaide, Fremantle. I think we're Crows fans. If we can go two games ahead of the Dockers. Sorry, two and a half. Mm. Well, it's three games. It's three wins. Mm. Uh, yeah, you probably... We're Crows? We're Crows. Richmond Bulldogs? We will be... I'm happy to say Bulldogs here. Okay. Saints, Suns? Suns? Swans Port? Swans will be there. I think they're quite good. I think Swans. Because Port's going to be that team on the periphery. Well, they're not looking great. So we can almost, you know, once again, you get that three-game gap over Port Adelaide. Mm. Don's Giants? I don't care. (laughs) West Coast Melbourne? We're obviously going for West Coast there. And then Geelong Hawthorne, we are definitely going for the Hawks. Yeah. If we can go four games clear on the Cats after four weeks. If Geelong lose on Easter Monday, it's the stinkiest hangover you'll ever see in football. (laughs) It already is looking like that. It is a bit smelly. I think they'll still be all right, though, you feel. Once they get back to Geelong, they'll they'll go on a bit of a run. They are the LeBron James of AFL. When it gets down... With LeBron, you've got to be there to LeBron at the end. You have to get to the end to do it. They will definitely make the eight, mate, without question. They play enough games at Kidinia Park and they are that good. When they get rocking and rolling, they won't lose. So the Cats, they'll be right. Bolt, thank you. Another week in the books. We'll be back to do it all again on Good Friday. Get around it. It's a great cause. If you can, donate. Get there on Friday. Get behind the baggers. It's going to be an awesome day, I reckon. Mm, Interesting. I've never been to a Good Friday game. Looking forward to it. Same. And it's going to be packed. Looking forward to it. Bolt, thank you. No worries. Blue Baggers, thank you. We'll be back to do it again next week. Go Blues. 3-0. and uh, Not 3-0, and but undefeated. Yeah. We're going to use that term. Undefeated. Love it. Go Blues. And they will know that they've been playing against the famous old dark blue.